What's up, everybody? Blueprint here to let you know that we are changing the format for this week's episode of the podcast. When I was in Michigan a little while back screening my Kingdom Crown film, I had the pleasure of sitting down with a guy that I've known for a long time, Hubert Sawyers. Hubert is a hip hop head that I've known for a long time, really since the beginning of Weightless Recordings, back when he was an active member of our online forum and community. Back then he was known as Gambit or Gam, but more importantly, right now he is a marketing professional and he has been for a very long time. From traditional marketing to online marketing, Hubert has pretty much done it all and on a high level. So this interview you're about to hear is about sales and marketing, but not on a business level, on a personal level. There are a lot of jewels in this conversation that I think will help you sell yourself and your ideas, um, no matter what you do for a living, especially if you're a creative person. I think you'll get a lot of this conversation. So with that said, enjoy. We got you stuck off the realness, the most infamous, you heard of us, official podcast murderers, the show comes equipped with few points to share, grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow, so go ahead and download, every single week with a brand new episode, you're not alone in this world cousin, so we share information and honest discussion, and keep repping the culture, like we supposed to, they spread gossip but they never come close to, I can hear it inside their tone, they talk about the industry but never left their home you get laced up with bullet points and such plus empowering topics that they never would touch you can put your whole network against the team but super duty tough works the mvp most valuable podcast on mp3 priceless info but all of it's free so take these words home and think them through super duty tough work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. You know, this this week, uh, you know, we want to talk to this is my guy Hubert, and he is an expert. I'll call him an expert. He might not call himself an expert, but he got the stats to, to back it up. <laughs> And uh, for years, Thank he's you. been demonstrating this and uh, marketing and, you know, uh, uh, gosh, maybe I should let you describe it because I don't want to butcher it. But um, if someone were to say, what do you do uh, every day? How would you describe yourself or your profession? Um, not These days, man, I, I focus on marketing operations like I, I've done. Um, I've done just about everything that can be done in the marketing advertising space outside like some I've never done like major commercial work like something on like a Super Bowl commercial yeah but like I know it goes into it thankfully YouTube exists so like I've made help make commercials and help launch them and you know ever like run them and figure out the budgets for all that type of stuff so it's it's easy for me to know the ins and outs of that so it makes me great a great producer so if you come to me with a problem like I'm I can help produce the solution for it. So I, I've always just likened myself to just be a problem solver. But and usually my go to tool is going to be marketing related. But in that you learn, you know, when you start talking about the finances and budget and stuff like that, you realize that finances is just isn't exclusive to like figuring out what how much money you need to run an ad by that also can figure out like you're running a PL just to figure out how how much how much money you need to like run your business like now, how PNL for the people who don't know the lingo is profit and losses boom yeah okay so it's uh so essentially you can just imagine like I'm not a real finance guy so I'm, I'm not gonna go to that degree but I can read one to know like okay this is what's coming in this was going out yes and I, I like I had an instance like last year where I was responsible for pulling together my own budget and I had to do all the research and figure out the salaries of my team, the benefits, what put it all together, how much our tools that we use, how much the rent was. So I figured out what the, the per employee cost to find out my run weight for my my run rate for my team 
was like 80% of my total budget. Now, if you can imagine running a wait list mm-hmm. where 80% of the money that's coming in goes out to the people that work for you. That's ugly. Yes, because it's very bad. Most companies that that run that that part is usually about 20 percent like retail businesses are 20, 25 percent. You know, what's crazy about that. That's probably about the run rate on any tour. Mm. Mm. I've noticed over the years that I can tour at about 25 percent, 30 percent of the net. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, or gross, I should say. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny to hear it in that context. Yeah, and I consider that successful. And you, like you're saying, if most businesses do that, that's kind of wild. Yeah. So, I, you know, I've learned that, and that's it's just this weird space that I'm in where it's like, all right, so now I feel more like an executive. Like I'm not just your standard digital marketing manager. Like, yeah. oh, you can give me a budget, and I'll know where to put it. Like, no, like I can, I can run a shop. Like, so. But you started in digital marketing yeah. primarily. Mm-hmm. Now, what did you study in college? Uh, international relations. I, I, I dabbled. My, my specialty was in Japanese and uh, philosophy. Wow. So, like, I actually wanted to go to school for international business. but weirdly, That's why you're so stoic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The philosophy major side. Yeah, yeah. Philosophy is my, is my jam. Yeah. See, that's now it makes sense. See, I've known Hubert for a while. And he's just like a cool cat, man. He's just a cool <laughs> cat. Like he just, I've never seen this dude shaking. You no. know. And uh, now I know. Yeah. Okay. Well, but it, but the thing is, philosophy helped hone it. Yeah. But I've all I've naturally felt that. Like I've been in very interesting situations. Like you ever? I don't know if you've ever been. I hope you've never been. If you've never been robbed great i've never been robbed i've been shot at yes and if you i knew i was in a wendy's in detroit and a guy walked in with like i believe my dad said it was either a mac 11 or a mac 10 like like some sort of semi-automatic weapon yeah and walked in and said go in the back get all the money out or i'm gonna turn this place into swiss cheese and i was standing there and the guy was waving the gun and i was with my my baby sister and i just remember like when that happened like I didn't freak out. Like everyone was like going nuts. Things just slowed down for me, and I realized that the dude had sort of pointed a gun in my sister's direction, and I just want, I just, just didn't want to do And I want, if anything, I wanted to jump at, like I wanted to take him out. Like I then some rage started coming through me and going like, no, you need, like now you need to fight. Like you yeah. need to take dude out. And I was going like, but that's a really big gun. Like I don't even yeah Mac Eleven is not no little joint yeah it was like it was just like I had never seen one like that and I'm like why does he have it you know I was just so I was like there was a lot of these questions so people don't ask him questions that's why he got it (laughs) so people have questions like should I jump on this fool he was a big gun and he had and I'm glad I didn't go at him because he had like OJ like reflexes because he scaled like a eight foot brick wall oh with 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 that whatever he took out he scaled it with no problem with the gun in his hand yeah. It was crazy. I was like, <laughs> he, 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 he got off on foot. So, so at that point I already knew that I sort of had, uh, like I'm always been cool under pressure. So even when the pressure's like really on, yeah. like I, I kind of like thrive in that environment. That's a great trait for what you do for a living. Yeah. So it, so it's, it's, it's kind of, it freaks people out because like they come to me like screaming like, Oh my God, Hubert. And I just, I smile. I'm trying to get better at trying to come up with a better response. You don't have to, man. That's your that's your thing, man. I I'm hoping everybody hoping. responds differently under pressure, man. And you got to keep the people who uh, keep it calm calm. Right. I don't think nothing's wrong with that. I think they're meant to balance out the people who freak out about everything. Right. You got to have that both sides, man. I, I I agree. You know, I'm glad I have people that are kind of on edge like they quickly you know it's yeah. like someone needs that like I, even like when i'm in relationships i kind of need that person that kind of is kind of going to be kind of you know frantic you yeah. like because i'm because like i'm because i know i can be too chill and i'm if i don't take if i don't take issue with something i may screw something up yeah that's and real. like not take it seriously enough because i'm you know because i'm like oh it's gonna be fine and they're like no it's not fine and I need that, you know. Yeah. Like I'm glad I have those people to go. Like, no, no, this is you. This is a big deal. 
Yeah, because like, the truth is somewhere in the middle, right? It's like it's somewhere in between those two extremes. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. can't be alarmed and like always alarmed, and then you have a really wide range in between. Of, yep, and that's probably like the truth or yeah. the average scenario. You yep. know, so you know, I always try to help people understand. You know, like I have what I do is is very much um, is very much needed in terms of. You know, if we allow, because you know, we we've all were groomed in this idea like the customer is always right, and I quickly realized like, no, like you want you want to make sure the customer is always happy. Yeah, the customer doesn't all is not always right. It's very true. Even if they're but if they're wrong, that does not mean you go out and make them feel stupid. Yeah. That's the one thing I'm not trying to do, and that's also a part of the reason why I'm not like sales guy i'm not the yeah. account person i can sell now now here's a here's a question and this kind of brings us to the topic of selling i hear a lot of artists tell me that they can't sell themselves they can't sell them their records they feel uncomfortable i don't know if they feel like when that when i talk to them about it they portray it almost like they're door-to-door salesmen mm-hmm. out here selling vacuum cleaners when it comes to their music <laughs> right and i try to talk them out of that because i know that for me selling is an extension of belief in my product right right it's an extension of belief in myself Mm -hmm. so it's not like i'm out here with someone else's vacuum cleaner right someone else's product but you as a guy who's been involved in marketing uh especially like on the digital side uh what what are your thoughts on like these artists who are afraid to sell what would you talk to them what would you say to them in response to that um I think we're all marketers. Like every day you are making, you're selling something. Like if you're trying to, you know, if you're a parent and you're trying to get your kids to eat vegetables, you, you got to sell them on it. You know, if you're, you, you know, you're trying to get your lady to try a new position. Like, <laughs> you you know, it's all sales. Like, that's you what we have do. the right pitch, but right. Exactly. <laughs> um, and you know, it's, it's funny. Um, anyone that doesn't really believe me, you want more like scientific, uh, something that's more re- re- rooted in science or in data, you know, my man Daniel Pink wrote the book to sell as human, mm-hmm. and he he goes into it like in very clear descriptions and examples of why you know it it is it behooves one to see yourselves as a sales tool, like as a as a, as a sales vessel, and um, like when it comes for for music artists. Yeah, like you, if you can't, if you're not willing, because I hear that all the time, because there's this weird, perverse aversion to, you know, business, right? Like, oh, I'm a creative. I don't sell anything. Yeah. And it's, and I get it. Like, you know, I was, I was 19 once too. And, you know, I, I was, I, I felt that at one point. But it quickly became like the moment where I wanted to, re- when I realized that, like, I want to do this. Like, I want to make a living out of this. And the only way I'm going to do it is people give me money. Yeah. And I have to ask for it. And the weird thing is, it's just not as simple as just asking because they can say no. <laughs> so then I have to figure out, like, so what do I got to do to get them to say yes? Yeah. So weirdly, I'm sure there's a book in me where I'm going to, I've always kind of toy with the idea. If, to me, sales is all about, you know, you know, good like a great salesperson can always uh, build like a pile of yeses. Like you just start with the first one. Like yeah. I just want, I just want it. You're going to shake my hand. Like how about, you know, how I'm Hubert. It, yeah. You extend your hand. That that's the first. Yes. Like, okay. They, yep. they they told me their name. That's a yes. And you slowly build up that trust with a person. And that's all artists really need to do. They just need to see it. It's a natural piece. Once you good salespeople work on building a rapport getting a person comfortable to the point that that person trusts them enough to whatever they want to ask them, they're yeah. willing to do it. It's true. And some people are like, oh no, it's manipulative and this, that, the third. It's like, okay, well then you got to break down everything. You've a lot of stuff you've done in life. Yeah. As, yeah you got to question the music you make too. Yeah, exactly. Like if you, if you have to question your ability to promote it as manipulative, you got to have some questions about what you've made as being manipulative. Yeah, exactly. I, don't, I don't think you can do one without the other. Yeah, and uh, it, it it always it always makes me <laughs> it just it it used to sadden me, but 
now it doesn't because, you know, if everyone just did it, I, I don't know what it would look like. If everyone knew what they were supposed to do or how they were supposed to do it, I have no idea what that, that world would look like. <laughs> but, I, but I will say that, you know, I, I do pay attention to those that are savvy enough to understand, you know, you don't have to be a douchebag to sell your stuff. You don't have to be offensive. You don't have to be, uh, you don't have to be a snake oil salesman. Over the last several months, as the podcast has been growing, people have been asking how they can support the Super Duty Tough Work podcast. Well, here's three simple ways to support the podcast. Number one, spread the word. This is the easiest and most effective way to support the podcast. In fact, it's free and doesn't cost you a thing. So there's no reason not to do it. If you're listening to us and like what we do, please take a couple of seconds and share the podcast on your social media pages. So whether you have Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, it's highly likely that you've got some friends who share similar interests and tastes and would dig the podcast too. That helps bring more listeners to the podcast and it helps us grow. The second way you can help support Super Duty Tough Work is to comment and rate. Now, if you're on iTunes or you have an iTunes account, give your boys that five-star rating. We need that. The more five-star ratings and comments we have, the higher our show ranks and the easier it becomes for people to find it if you're on SoundCloud, there's a heart icon next to each episode on the left side. That's the like button. Hit that like button while you're listening. Also, add a comment while you're listening and join the discussion. All feedback is welcome. The third way you can support the Super Duty Tough Work podcast, the most valuable podcast on planet Earth, is to support our music. As you know, Illogic and I are artists. We both put out albums. Illogic makes albums. Buy his albums. I make albums and books. Anytime you support our music, you are supporting the making of the show. You can find my music, books, and t-shirts at waitlist.net. That's the word, waitlist.net. Go there, pick up something, and know that what you spent your money on is an investment back into creative projects like Super Duty Tough Work. In fact, I have a sale going on right now where you can get all three of my books for just $25. I'll even sign the books for you if you request it in your order form. So there you have it. That's three separate ways you can support the podcast. The first two cost you nothing. We thank you for your support already. Back to the show. And that's why I, I, I kind of led by saying I don't have a problem promoting my music because it's an extension of myself. Right. right. And which means that if I can't promote myself, then I'm unhappy with myself. Right. You know, and I try to explain that to people. They don't really I don't know if some of the artists get it. But to me, it's like like you get it because you're like, hey, this is just me being me. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, I've had a few artists I've consulted. And uh, one of the things I told them is that like look don't think of it as selling think of it as you giving your fans an opportunity to support you yeah exactly yeah i mean and the funny thing is most of them want to it's you know i, I can say that some, part again <laughs> say that bring that most part of them back. they want to exactly you know i i've i've always been amazed by the generosity that I've received in the course of my life. And it's always been by people that have like somehow they've taken a liking to me. And even if, even if I didn't go the way they wanted to go, they have made a decision that I'm going to give you, I want to support you in some, in some form or fashion. And, uh, you know, I, I've, it, it makes, I know it, even, even that makes a lot of people uneasy because they still don't feel that they're worthy. And I just wish, I haven't found I'm still working through that because like as a as a you know as a leader at, at my job I'm trying to figure out the, like the 
you know, the, the, the different moves I got to make or the things I can say to get people back on track yeah. or get them focused or dialed in. Um, because a lot of times, you know, I'll pay them compliments and they go, you know, they, they shrivel yeah. up and go like, what are you doing? Like, so you're saying that people, even who do sales for a living, marketing for a living are having some of the same issues. Oh yeah. That artists have. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I have people that literally, they understand that this is the work we do. And then they don't like they partially don't even believe it. They're just like, oh, this is just what I do for work, and da 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 da. Wow. And I and I and that just blows my mind. I'm going. My mind is blown <laughs> because you know the the thought is the assumption is that people who do marketing or do sales understand it and and are intri- you know intrinsically better than us. They're yeah. just better. Yeah. They just get it, and we don't. And we're the guys who will never be as good as them. And that should actually serve as encouragement yeah. to any artist to know that there are people who do this for a living and they struggle with the same things that we do. Right. And and I just wish, you know, like I said, I, I've, I've, I haven't found the magic wand or the thing that just, just hit someone in the head to go like, you yeah. don't have to worry about that. Like, <laughs> it's all good. Poof. Yeah. Just like you are worthy. Yeah. And that person just, oh, I am. All right, cool. You're right. I'm going to continue doing this work because I know it's the thing that's the right thing to do, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, it, but it, 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 it's, like I said, so it's, but the thing, the marketing and advertising is very creative business. It's a, it's a very creative industry. And, you know, interestingly enough, um, the, a lot of the work that we end up doing is not as creative. It's a lot of it's cookie cutter, you yeah. know, we know what makes a decent ad. So we just create that ad. We know what makes a good looking website. So we just kind of find a template that already exists and just copy somebody else and use that. Yeah. You know, you don't always get the opportunity to make new work or, you know, more groundbreaking work because usually the money's not there for that. Companies don't really just have all these funds where they're like, oh, yo, you want to make the new Amazon? Yeah. Like we got, we got that, we got that bread. No, like that doesn't come every day. So what ends up happening, people become jaded and they don't really see the value in their work and they start to, uh, stop thinking. Cause you know, that's some of the stuff that I run across in my industry where people don't want to, they don't think about what they're doing. So I'm going, you just wrote this email that's going out to this list of people that are of a very specific nature. And it doesn't seem like you are trying to communicate with anyone of any significance and i just know that this is not going to go well and we are getting paid great money to make sure that we that something happens when we send this email out Mm. and you know that's the thing i'm always having to try to consistently constantly remind people like you have to think about the why yeah why you're doing it like even so if you're going back to talking to artists you, you think about your why like why did you need to create why did you make this yeah what's important about this yeah. art that makes you want to share it in the first place yeah and that but that's the key like when people go, i don't know how to sell my stuff well start with your story like why did you do it yeah like why like start there because a lot of people are just going to connect with that off the jump yeah and go like yo i felt the same way or i yeah, yeah. i, I I believe that, you know, Trump's a bad president. Yeah. yeah, You know, so you could be you just spurred out of the out of emotion to feel like you created this body of work that was based on a very simple idea. Yeah. And oh, you know what I noticed as well? You just reminded me is that a lot of artists and and this might be true in your field. They tend to assume people already know the why Mm -hmm. they assume that if you're paying attention now, you're starting at third base with me. And they almost feel like yeah. there's no need to remind people of the why or how we got here. Do yeah. you see that as well? Yeah. And and that's the that's the most foolhardy thing. Because the 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 funny thing is, if and this is an exercise that I'll I'll challenge anyone to do. Just go look at some of your, your favorite websites. Um maybe not even your favorite websites, but you can tell some of the best websites, the ones that truly uh, are effective and successful vessels of like selling or connecting with people, they do a really good job of identifying, like helping that person understand why they're there. Um, I can give like all sorts of different examples, but 
I'll use one that because um, I'm really into copywriting, like yeah. people that like specifically write copywriting for the for the for the the, the goal of making people do things. Yeah. Like I want them you to take action. Um, and there's like a site, uh, for instance, like there's this um, any perspir- any perspirant uh, product called like Sweat Block, uh-huh. and you look at their their website and it's very clear who they're for. Now. I would challenge you to go find some competitor websites and see what they say. And they're usually this very, very generic, just say, oh yeah, we're, if you have, if you're very sweaty, we're for you. But like sweat block, their copy talks to sort of like something more visceral, something more been talk about. They talk about your pain point, like what you're struggling with. Like you can't, you can't wear, you can't wear a tank top or you can't you can't go walk out the house without wearing an undershirt because you're afraid of the pit stains you're going to have in 20 minutes. But the but the idea is when you understand your why, when you understand your why and you are able to and you and you can share that in a way, it helps that person connect with you in a way that they didn't realize they needed to, because otherwise you're just another commodity. Everybody makes music. What it makes your music special? Oh, you know, I use a certain, I have a certain production style. No, no, no. Mm-mm. What makes you special? Right. You know, you need to start give, coming at coming from it at that angle. Um, you know, that's the thing. Like, I love what you're doing in terms of like you got the pod, with the podcast and your books. Like, you telling your story has reinvigorated the way I connect with with you like i'm like i've already you've always been sort of uh you've always told stories in your music and always sort of kind of used your life to kind of you know prepare propel your art but the 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 cool part about it is i've always found like my favorite music usually like i love the songs that my friends make because i know them and even though it might not be the best I know them so well. Like I giggle hearing their stuff because of the way they say it. Yeah. Like no, and no one else gets it but me. But like I, that like, oh man, yeah, that's that's Charles's thing, man. Like he can't he can't help but do <laughs> yeah. say it like so that. True. Like you know, and no one else is gonna get. It. They think it's cool. Like it sounds cool. But I'm like, no, that's just because he's quirky. You know. <laughs> so you got so that's the way he does it. And but the, but it would behoove an artist to say to try to help relate their that quirkiness yeah. or their 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 little special their special spice that will help that person that helps people go like i like that spice like that's my jam like mm-hmm. i i need i need that in my life like that's what i thrive off of so i want to support you because you you keep um, build you up i feel like i'm building myself up yeah so you're out here you, you you're branching out into different projects and evolving as an artist i'm like yeah man i'm right i'm riding with you like i want you to like whatever i whatever i can do to support it i want to do it and i've always been in that space so you know when i when anytime i i I talk to any creative person it's 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 very i'm very quick to help them identify like okay you need to understand your why and you quickly need to understand who would be into what it is you do yeah and then you quickly need to figure out why they need they're it like why they would really why they're into it you know we were we were talking before we started about like i have you know we're talking about creative and a very you know we're talking music but you know i have friends that of various of various ilks that do different types of work that are still creative but are certainly not mainstream and you know we'll we'll jump into go in that direction but you know if you can imagine you know uh the nba great stephen curry yeah and you know that just came out that his wife said he has a thing for feet right Mm -hmm. that's an interesting thing and you you go online it's like mad fit you don't think it's a thing like ew feet and but no there's a lot of folks in the feet. Like yeah. you, you don't have to be into it. There's a lot of dudes yeah. and maybe some women yeah. in the feet. So, yeah. but you have to, if you, if I would always encourage, like if you know that and you want to get down to it, like what makes them, 
intervene. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, what is it about it? Like, that's a, sort of a weird example, but there's guys with like mom and dad issues. Oh, totally. And so, the, you know, there's, there's a lot behind of, it. Yeah. So there's something into it. So like you can tap into that and be respectful about it, not make them feel bad. Yeah. But you can use that as the fuel for getting those people like excited because nothing you can do is going to keep them from not desiring it. Yeah. And if that's what they, and they want to support it because you're into it and you like creating it. Great. Yeah. You know, you're reminding me of a conversation that you and I had many years ago. You probably don't remember it, but I think it was when I was starting to, uh, it was either, it might've been the respect to architect uh, thing. And you and I had a call one day and I was asking you because I, you guys should know, like Hubert is one of the guys like I pick his brain about social media stuff sometimes because he's like that good. Like I respect him that much that like I don't talk to a lot of artists about social media, about mm -hmm. strategy and stuff. But I talk to real social media people. So like you and my homegirl, Donna, I talked about this stuff. And I remember one day and I was like, Hubert, I just don't know what they want. And you just said, ask them. Mm -hmm. why don't you ask them? and at that moment it was the simplest thing it hit me like a ton of bricks i was right. like yeah why don't i just ask them that's the wildest shit yeah uh, and what you were talking about about artists having a lane that they a quirky thing that they do having something that no one else can do but not doing it with it i think some of them have either like me didn't want to ask or they have people telling them things and they don't want to listen mm -hmm. because maybe they have a different vision in their head yeah, of what they should be to the people. Yes. You and know, that happens all the time. Yeah. Like, like I've, I've talked to many artists who like they're, they're like, like this is one from like just last week when I was in Florida, right? We're talking to this artist after the show and he's complaining about, uh, he's asking my advice and advice of another guy about being he's in like the nerd core lane mm -hmm. right and he's just like man I'm just tired of being in the nerd core lane man and I want to be you know I feel like my music is so much more in depth than that and we're like really so so what's the problem he says man look you know I wrote this song about you know it had only like four or five references to Legend of Zelda and <laughs> all of a sudden people are calling me nerdcore rapper right. right and so as he says this me and the other guy are just laughing like you were right, right. there and we're just like bro <laughs> you're rapping about legend of zelda he was like well really it was kind of a metaphor about something i said it's a video game bruh right i don't know what lane you think you in but once you start rapping about zelda zelda you're I mean, in the nerdcore lane bruh right. just take it and he was like what should i do i said take it and run with it the people have put you in a lane and told you that what they love from you yeah. and you're sitting here fighting it trying to be something else most artists like you're saying struggle to find that yeah and sometimes they struggle to listen it's weird yeah and i, I don't know what it is and it may be just like general self-loathing because i mean I, I i was kind of the same i mean when i was doing music the stuff that i wrote like when i get in the lab and i was writing for myself yeah it was had nothing like it was just it was just for me like i'm in you know i'm into like writing non sequiturs yeah. I'm talking about like, oh, you know, I'm like a werewolf with a bandana. Like that's like, I don't know. Like it just like no rapper is talking about that. Like nowadays they do. Like it's kind of cool. Like I'm like, I probably could have been like Serengeti. Like that yeah. guy, that that guy is I'm like, that would have been me. Yeah. I could have been Serengeti. <laughs> you it's fine. It. Like open Mike Eagle. I'm like, that guy, his humor. I get it. Like I could have been, that could have been me. Yeah. But but at the same time, I'm really happy that they're thriving and out here doing it. I'm like, great. Um, and they actually are good friends with guys I work with. So, um, but it is very funny because I, a lot of artists I know are challenged by their fan base. Like, they're just like, I don't like these people. I don't like them. Yeah. Like, and you know, I, I, yeah. It is such I, a ridiculous thing to even say or do. Like, I tell people like fan bases are like family. Mm -hmm. You don't get to choose. You don't get to choose. Preach. You know, you Preach. put out a product and the people who are attracted to that thing are going to, you know, circle around it right. and, and celebrate it. You don't get to say, man, you know, I wish I had those guys over there as my fan base. Right. And you're making something that doesn't attract them. Well, it's, it's like it's like some high school shit. Right. Yeah. Because you want to be a cool kid. And but like all of us, but only you only attracting other the geeks. Right. But 
these geeks got money bro <laughs> and they, they're willing to give give it to you yeah these jocks they don't buy anything Mm-mm. they don't give and they don't give a crap about you nope and and it, that to me is just like that's when I, I already know like any anytime i run into that yeah i'm like all right this person is i'm not trying mm-hmm. to fix that like the, you you're gonna you're gonna fizzle out that's fine but the person that can understand like even though they might not get their audience it's yeah. like what that's when that like i said you go back to what you were talking about like you just gotta ask yes you know something that it's, it's the simplest solution and the funny thing is there's tons of platforms that will throw up a survey on your site and people are like oh that's annoying but so yeah you need that data yes and the quicker you get that data you can probably pull it down but then you're gonna get addicted to that data because you're gonna like whoa these people are responding and giving me feedback and and you people think so highly like they think they're above it all that's the weirdest thing we always think we're above everything like <laughs> i'm not susceptible to mcdonald's commercials you right. guys it's talked too- about it on the podcast <laughs> yeah but you but you don't blink when you just ha- crave a big mac right you know what i mean so it is so it's it's one is when i get into that when you get into that mode and you start taking the information and figuring out like because there was something i learned from a lot of you know really decent internet marketers that know how to do it in a way where it doesn't seem indecent or uh malicious you know um a guy uh derek helpern he has a website social triggers yeah he's dope he is great and like his i watching his evolution is awesome and he remember he taught an email scheme where he will like show you mailchimp or any other system and say there's two pages you got to swap out you got to swap out your confirmation page and like for your opt-in for your email list Mm -hmm. confirmation page and your thank you page because those are your greatest moments of opportunity you already you already should have copy that quickly helps that person understand what they're getting from you when they sign up for your email so you you might have an offer like i want to give you uh, a free a free copy free digital copy of my latest mixtape yeah for ex- in exchange for your email that's what i'm going to send you and then you hit them then but you let them quickly they go to a page and say well what i need you to do i need you to go back to your email your email and click the there's going to be an email that has this subject line it's going to be from me and it's going to and you need to click that in order for me to send you the product yeah and then once they go ahead and do that they get to a thank you page and then there's your opportunity to sell them on something else so i just gave you something free but i got some other dope stuff over here that you might like and here you know boom boom boom. when i learned that uh he ought the the, but that was awesome yeah but the thing that was the game changer was the last there's the the last email that comes after that opt-in system the thank you email where you get to ask the question like when I had when I was doing frying in vain, I would do the question like, what do you struggle with in your music business or what do you struggle with in your efforts of building a music career? And I'm telling you when I, I would get like my subscriber grow or grow like, you know, I get like 15 to 20 every month. Yeah. And I'm telling you about 50 percent of those people responded and gave me gave me their little spiel. Yeah. And and I use that to fuel the content that I figured out what they were looking for. And then that changed because I was always just going off of whatever was current or whatever I was feeling. Yeah. But I didn't have to do that anymore. My audience was telling me exactly what they needed to hear from me. That's dope. So as a creative, like um, I've had a lot of guys try to figure out like, oh, I want to monetize or I'm not making money. Like I got guys that are huge introverts. Mm-hmm. They don't like the idea of going to shows. They don't want to sit there and have to talk to people, shake hands. Like if you, if you got like, if you're, um, what's my, the comedian Howie Howie Mandel, yeah. where he's got the he's got the issue where he doesn't want to shake your hand. Yeah. If you're that guy, you can't be out here on the road <laughs> and needing to like interface with people and talk yeah. to them and touch them. So, but there's got to be a way that you get around it. So maybe if you share and say, "Hey, I love you guys, and I appreciate everything you guys are willing to want to do with me or do for me," but I need you to help me figure out what I can provide you. That's well within my range of what is susceptible. Yeah. Like the guy that wants to do nerdcore, you might not get it that these guys, only people that are picking up on your work are the people that, that you, because you, they, people that hear Zelda want that, the people that pick up Zelda like your, like your stuff. But then the guys that, but you're not picking up the Jeezy fans for some reason. Exactly. Or the Aesop <laughs> Rock fans. Whatever the reason for that, 
you should and if you feel like you have some sort of like I said, going this idea of self-loathing, you might hate yourself. If you're trying to better yourself, like maybe you take issue with your issue, like you you are trying to get out of video games. Yeah. But you've been playing them a lot, so you but you stopped. But everything you talk about is still gaming related. But if you want to speak the truth to them, like okay, your habit is bad. There's a different. There's a different life. You can take that opportunity. You still have that. You still have a moment with them yeah. to where you might be again. You might be. Uh, you might be a trailblazer in the space and go like, guys, there's more to life than playing video games. Like you can do that, and you can do it in a respectful way. Mm-hmm. Like you still have that opportunity. Tell so I, your I want, story. Yeah, I want to. I want to highlight that too. But the but if you're taking the time to figure out what it is that these people are getting into. You then find all the other opportunities. So you can say, yeah. oh, like you really like my storytelling. So maybe I'll write some books for you. Yeah. Or maybe I'll do this project with Aesop Rock. Yeah. Like, you know. Where it's a story. Yeah. And, and it's it's all those type of things where then creatively you now have new pieces to play with. Yes. Like you can start to do different things. Like you might think getting things have been getting stale. Like, oh, I just keep make these mix tapes and I do this and do that like I don't have anything fresh go back to your fans they'll help you find that freshness that's such a bar that's such a bar right there (laughs) no look look even what we've done on the podcast in the last year if you've seen us on Twitter we solicit for topics yeah and people send them to us and we've done them the same day sometimes if they get them in on time before logic shows up and he's like what do you think of this no that's great we just run with it and you're right it saves us having to guess what do they want to because sometimes what we want to talk about might not be what people want us to speak on right and that's just a podcast like you're saying when you're tailoring your actual product your actual your revenue what you make money on Jesus, right. they're doing the work for you. Right. And you're serving your community. How better can you serve your customer than to give them what they actually ask for? Right. Now, you don't. And this is the thing. You don't necessarily have to be because I think some people will take issue to it. Like, well, I don't want to. You know, I just want to do me. You know, yeah. like I'm not trying to. I'm nobody's, nobody's bitch. Like no one's going <laughs> to tell me what to do. Why are you looking at it like that? Like, yeah. hopefully what they're you you get to pick like I'm sending you ideas. You guys pick the one that's best like that you like yeah. that you gonna you know that you guys can riff on that you it's feel true. good about. You can pick and choose. You always have choice. Yep. You don't have to just do it just to do it. If it doesn't feel right, don't do it. But if but you should at least try and see what you get back. Oh, I agree. Because you can you you know ne- you, you just never know. Yeah. And, and you also you don't have to take it literally like someone can suggest something to you and maybe just a part of that idea spark something completely different that you never would have thought of right you know and it's not that they they don't always give us the verbatim topic sometimes we take it and we flip it a whole different way sometimes we leave it as it is like that's brilliant as it is let's rock with that but yeah totally it 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 doesn't show weakness but i think that's because i learned that lesson years before from you saying ask them and and now I'm not afraid to ask them. And I look at it like there are people who want to participate. I understand the the the, the benefit of having like a, a two way conversation with right. people. It's not just us talking at them every week. You know? Well, I mean, and I can I think, you know, after watching the documentary without giving any spoilers, um, you know, when you guys had a tour bus incident, because I remember that time and I didn't remember. I didn't remember like the, the result. I don't know how where I was going on what was happening in my life where I didn't really catch like the GoFundMe page and stuff like that. But, you know, I've done enough crowdfunding projects to know that a lot of times people like ideas and they don't care to get anything back. A lot of times, like, you know, um, I go out of my way to find like random cool things or random cool people and just give them money. Yeah. And some people are like, well, you want this thing I give you? I'm like, nope, I don't really want it. Yeah. Like, I don't, I just, I just love what you're doing and I just want to support it. And I just want to give you a couple bucks and I have the means to do it. Like I, you know, I have indie artists, other indie artists, friends that, um, you know, I, I don't, I got rid of all my vinyl. I'm going more minimalist. So I don't collect vinyl anymore. Yeah. I don't, the CDs are gone. I, I'm streaming. Um, 
and if you have an issue with streaming, we can, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, but right. I can I can teach you the marketing value of that. You just you just need to just gotta buy in. Yeah, it's not it's used as a tool. But 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 my thing is, I still know I that you guys need my you need my resources to help continue you doing your creative efforts. So I find ways to still give money. Like sometimes it's just like straight up, I'm gonna send you some loot and or. In the case of like in some instances, I'll use that as a gift. Like I used to always buy Kanye's albums and I gave them away. Like yeah. I'm not I see myself in Kanye and so I, I have my own self personal self loathing. So everything that dude does bothers me. Cause I'm like, <laughs> you you are making us out here looking bad. These educated, intellectual black brothers like we you making us look bad, man. Like you out here showing all our dirty laundry. Now everyone's gonna they gonna think I'm like you, bro. And I am. That's hilarious. He said, and I am. That's why I bought the album. Right. <laughs> but I buy it and I give it away. I've given yeah. my younger brother every Kanye album, every That's time awesome. it comes out. And I am I used to listen to him in the beginning, but like now I don't. Like yeah. I, I've bought every Kanye record because I support him. I believe in what he does and I think he's a great talent. But I think I do think he's enough of an asshole where I can't I can't stand him. Like I just I, I'm like this guy I can't rock with him. He's too much like me. That's great. And I, I I fear that if I actually got if I actually made a print, you would be him. That's the deep fear. Yeah. You see yeah. yourself in him. Yeah. We all do, bro. Yeah. We all do. It's not just you. It's not just you. So if it makes you feel any better, right. I feel the exact same way. This is Blueprint here to remind all the listeners of the Super Duty Tough Work podcast that my new film, King No Crown, is available for pre-order right now on waitlist.net. The film is available on deluxe DVD, VHS, and digital format right now. We have some special pre-order packages that come with a signed 11 by 17 poster, a bag of microwave popcorn, and even t-shirts available. The official release date of the movie is November 21st, but physical orders will ship out on November 17th. If you've been listening to me talk about this project for the last several months, now is the time to support. I didn't do a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe for this project to ask for financial help in the making of the film, but I am asking all of my supporters to support the project by ordering a copy of it now that it's available. And remember, supporting creative projects like the King No Crown movie helps make it easier for us to create things like this very podcast that you're listening to, Super Duty Tough Work. So go to waitlist.net right now and order your copy today. I appreciate your support. Back to the program. There's something you said earlier. I kind of want to revisit. You said like I I don't have the magic wand to like hit people with that would just give them that sense of self confidence. Mm -hmm. If and and you've got a lot of years though of experience. So like if you could come up with like three things that you would tell people. Let's just say three things who are having problems selling themselves or who are just like maybe they lack the confidence or they just don't even know like the opening line mm -hmm. like wh what three tips would you give somebody if this would this is like a magic wand to people well i think the easiest way to do it is just like what you learn in sort of any sales training um you, you just good sales folks follow a system so you kind of you like when you're cold calling the idea is just you're calling someone cold and you already know that a lot of people are going to say no and you just have to accept that you just have to be okay that people are going to say no yeah and you and the, the the quicker you can get to like facing the nose facing that fear yeah and getting over it and knowing that's what it the i like as a as a stoic as you already kind of noted me <laughs> yeah i just expect the worst and I'm always <laughs> delighted when it goes the other way. That's I can totally relate. I'm the same way. Yeah. When it comes to shows. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I assume my shit's going to suck. Yeah. 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 No one's coming. I'm going to be in there by myself. Yeah. So first things first, expect the no's. Don't run from them. Embrace them because a yes is going to come and you need to be ready for it. And 
when that yes comes, you have to be prepared to deliver. Mm. So the first, so, so part of that is put to get, put yourself, put your, put yourself in a, in a, in a situation where you can, you have a system. So if you're, if you have a project and you know, like you have a certain, you have a certain goal that say you want to get different outlets to feature it, right? Mm-hmm. You, you have to do your homework. So the first things, so the other piece is, you know, identify your target, learn everything you can about them. Make sure you understand what they need in order for them to even say yes. Yeah. You have to be prepared for that. Like just even trying to get someone's time, they're going to say no. Mm. But the moment someone does give you that time, you better be prepared with the information that they need in order to even take that next step. So spec some no's and then have a system, have a system. And be, and be prepared. prepared. You know, this is reminding me of a lot of things as you were running through this. The be prepared one reminds me of I've met so many like graphic designers, uh, artists when I'm touring. And they'll say, yo, man, I got a, I got some I'm a dope artist. You should check out my work or let me know if you need any artwork. And I say, cool. Uh, hit me with a card. You got a mm-hmm. card? And I was like, no, <laughs> I don't have a business card. A lot of them don't have business cards. Uh, you have artists who are not prepared to make that sale right after they get off stage. Right. You know, I've had situations where I remember I was in Europe uh, with Lewis Logic and uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a character. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shout out to Lewis Logic. You know, you're a character. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the first night on tour, you know, we weren't making that much money. So I had a gang. I had as much merch as I could fit into a bag mm-hmm. to get over there without getting t- too much and so we didn't have a merch person so i remember the first night that uh, we were playing somewhere and we had a a merch table like li- a table was literally connected to the stage and i said hey man i'm gonna set up here so that when we get done we can sell our shit before people get out of here because this is a weekly we're playing at it wasn't like specifically our concert it was a weekly right. hip-hop night they featured me and him that night right and i was like i'll watch your stuff if you watch mine and his response was nah my fans usually just come up to me and get it later whenever they see. And I said, I had never heard anybody say that because I'm coming from the Rhymesayers thing of setting up the table, letting mm-hmm. people know you're there before you play. When you're done, I'm going to be right there. And then you get done and people support. Right. He did this the whole month we were on tour. He didn't make hardly anything. Mm. Every night, as soon as I got done, I was like, hey, I'm done. Thank you. And I would point to exactly where I was going to be at. You see that table right there? I'm going to be there as soon as I can put this, you know, this mic down. Right. Come over there and say what's up. Right. And I've got CDs for sale. This is just basic stuff to me, but you saying that makes me see just how rarely, yeah, you know, and how easy it is to drop the ball on something basic like that. And even last week, we talked on a podcast about me not having these pre-order flyers on the last episode because right. I was dropping the ball. I wasn't prepared at the screenings. I still don't have them now. I, I see I'm out here again <laughs> without these damn pre-order uh, uh, flyers. But you're right. The be prepared reminds me of a lot. Um, the expecting the nose. Whew, that's a big one, man. I mean, it's it's absolutely essential, though. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's not like. An original idea, like you look at, um, uh, you know, outliers, glad you know, ten thousand hours. When someone's putting in that kind of time, they're taking. I mean, they don't see it as taking L's, but they're taking those L's. Like they're trying to perfect their craft. Yeah, and that means they have to do a lot of bad stuff. Like you make tons of beats. Yes, and you probably made a lot of ugly ones. Like that probably eighty percent, probably seventy five percent are the things I wouldn't let nobody hear. Exactly. So it's it's that type of thing. I think anyone it's it's the same the funny thing is you can take all this stuff out and like swap like we're talking sales but you can talk about the creative process like you can take this stuff out and drop it over and over and over but expecting the nose is just that idea that you have to realize you're going to fail at convincing someone to do something you need them to do but you get another shot Mm -hmm. there's other people to do to take that to take that chance and just keep just keep at it um, so that, that's the, that's the one thing that I, the, the I really want to stress yeah. is like, if you just get, you embrace that, 
and just go to just start working, it'll you'll 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 not even think about it anymore. Yeah. You'll be like, oh yeah, you don't want it. Okay, cool. You know, I'll just I'll try the next person. So it's like you go flyering. You, you get some people that will grab a flyer, and some people are like, no, bro, I don't want that. <laughs> Straight. Okay, up. cool. You don't want it. Some people like in I you know, I'm I've never been the one that's just like forcing my flyer on a person. Like yeah. either you're gonna take it or you're not. You're not gonna take it. Yeah. That's fine. I, I want the people that want to hear from me. And, and you know what's crazy? I'm sorry to interrupt, but like hip hop guys don't know how good they got it when it comes to expecting the nose. Nine times out of ten, when they're performing or trying to push something, they're already in a situation where people in the room are open to what they do. Right. Like they they tend to to think it's way worse than it is. Like if you're opening for some artists, nine times out of ten you got a little something in common with them. If their fans aren't booing you, <laughs> they might actually be receptive of you of buying your record, right? right. They're at least want to hear you out. And whereas like you're talking about scenarios and sales where your list could vary, you could have like strong lead to weak lead to yeah. cold call, right? And we're not really seeing that in music as much. At least we know people like art. They like music. Exactly. Like we got a little bit more going before we pitch. Right. You know, and I think artists got to realize how fortunate they got it. Yeah. I mean, if that's what I mean, like I, I always it just it just it blows my mind that, you know, there's there's a certain amount of entitlement that I've heard from a lot of artists. They're just like, well, you know, people should just I got I got mad bars like I, I that that die line fire and it's like, <laughs> like it yeah, don't matter okay yeah like it, and that's so subjective it doesn't like you, you crazy like i just realized that you know i've recently went through the autobiography of gucci Mane, and i was like and i actually started paying attention they use some of his verses recite some of he details some of his verses and throughout the, the autobiography and i'm like Actually, that verse is kind of cool. Like listening to him, I don't really usually hear that stuff, and it seems kind of goofy. But then, I'm like, it's actually pretty brilliant. I just didn't know, and now I'm now like I'm I'm now on it. But then, now you make me want to read Gucci Man's autobiography. It's it's pretty good. Is it good? It's it's not it's not did gonna he blow read you away. It in jail, or did he write it in jail, or did is it like since he got out? I th- I believe he probably wrote some of it in yeah. jail. Um, he didn't read it. He's had someone some. Uh, some some yeah, classically awesome. trained actor that that is uh that that did the the narr- the narration okay but i it's it's a it's a quick listen like it's okay. it's like six hours so oh, yeah, it's not bad just right right yeah yeah it, it was it was it was pretty solid and <laughs> but that but that's the thing like it, it i would never you know you, you would you you need to let the ego go because it's like you think that you're you know your God's gift to everyone yeah. and you might be you know I'm not a religious person but you might be God's gift to somebody but it's you're not for everyone <laughs> I'm sorry you know no one's for everyone even the greats and, and it will behoove you to not be right right like, you, no one can be everything to everyone right it, and that's an that's another bar no problem <laughs> That's another. the The quicker you understand that, the quicker you can understand you're not for everybody. Yeah. The quicker you can get to the point and find out who you are for. You know, Mister Nerdcore. Facts. Like the quicker you can let go. Like I know you want to connect with somebody, the different audience. Mop fans. Yeah. <laughs> they not for you, dog. No. No. You're, that's that's not for you. Yeah. Stick to what you do well, and it, yeah, you can still make it you. You yeah. can still be you. You know, I, I think of guys like uh, Jay Zone. You know, yep. he's told his story a lot about how he struggled, the way he was interpreted. I just say the dude is kind of ahead of his time. I think if he came out with the same material he did back then, oh, he'd totally. be he'd be huge. Totally, he'd be huge. Totally. Um, but you know, it. it but I feel him because you know he struggled with that. Like you know, I got you know he, all his influences are the most at like random. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, rap. You know, yeah, not even B level rap, like no. D level rap. Uh, guys, obscure, but but, but I love it. Cause yeah, that that's I've always known that when I listen to his stuff, I'm like he's on something <laughs> else, and I love that. Like it, I love inside jokes. Like all my yeah. favorite hip hop has always been like there's something in this going on. Like you guys are giggling about something that you're not. Yeah. Only two, four other of your homies even get. That's my favorite stuff. So. You know, I, I always I always try to say, you know, never shy away from that type of stuff. Yeah. Like embrace it, 
and try use it to your advantage. I agree. I want to I want to drill down on this one you mentioned, um, and this will be and this is probably like yeah we almost at at an hour. So um, we're gonna drill down on this last one though. You mentioned about having a system. Elaborate on that a little bit for for anyone out there listening. Um, you know it's 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 great. Um, you know because we come off the you did the workshop with the kids and you what did you bring to them? You brought them a system. Yeah. You like it's a five step approach of achieving your goal. Yeah. And to me, that's the way you that's how that's another way to get through the 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 stress and the anxiety you might have in trying to make that sale. Because if you understand that people are going to always say no, but you're prepared, you can put steps in place like different various you can put whatever you're trying to figure out what tools or what steps to take you put that system in place and say this these are the steps i'm going to take to reach this goal whether it's i want to sell copies of my album or i want to get like uh i want to get a super huge crowd to come out to my video shoot Mm -hmm. for for this scene whatever you whatever you're trying to do put steps in place on how you're going to get those people to get the people you need or get the, 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 the money you want or whatever it is. Um, because the system is what's going to save you. You know, I, I, I can't, again, I'm not presenting any original ideas. The last book I read that talked a lot about this, Scott Adams, the guy, the how Dilbert. to lose everything or, or how to be bad, fail at everything. Yeah. Yeah. Win in life or something. Yeah. So I, that's on my list. I, yeah. I want to read that book bad. So he talks a lot about that. Cause he goes, I'm just cold and calculated. I suck. But like, I just keep doing the same work over and over until I get decent. Yeah. And then eventually I, you know, because of the system I have, I never stopped. He ne- you know, he would always talk about he never stopped submitting yeah. cartoons to newspapers until eventually one took. And then that once he got his foot in the door, it was on. So look at it that way where you put a system in place where, you know, like I said, you already expect that it's going to take you some time to get you where you're trying to go, but you still put in the work. You still, every day you get up and you make your beats or you get up every day and you write your rhymes. Mm. You get up every day and you call, you call different newspapers or different um, venues to figure out who's going to let you rock at the show in some form or fashion, even though you, and you already get that a lot of people are going to turn you down, but all you need is a couple yeses that you can work off of. Yeah. So put the system is that that those steps you take to just keep you going, even though you know that it's going to be a lot of resistance and you and all that. But that resistance gives you growth. That's how you build you. You're building muscles. You, you're tearing the fibers and building up the strength. So the next time you come out, you can come even harder. And Bars. and that that strength is what's going to get you through it. Bars. <laughs> I'm just sitting over here. Y'all can't even see me. If y'all could see me at home, it'd be me making that that face you make when you hear a dope beat, like mm, stink face, right? Like, mm, bars, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah, man. Yo, you killed that. I'm gonna read these three back because these are jewels. And if you're at home listening, uh, this is a system, man. A lot of people don't like to sell. I get it. I don't love it, but I, I embrace it as part of what this is right you know and uh his three rules and this is from a, a, a marketing operations professional telling you this he's number one jewel is that there are people who do this for a living who are no different than you they get nervous and sad and they hate it too and they still do it but his number one tip is expect the nose number two have a system number three be prepared to deliver man 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 i want to thank you for doing this man hey no i'm i'm hey this is almost like a dream come true man like, yeah you know and this is weird because i don't know if i could probably tell 20 people they'd be like oh word cool <laughs> yeah, they would get, they would, hey well you know this is on my on the list of, of my goals one of my things was to do more interviews uh next year for super duty nice. and so uh, you're like the first one Yes, you know. So uh, next year we're gonna hopefully be doing more interviews. Twenty eighteen, man. And, hey. uh, it's uh, you know fans have been asking. Some people have been asking. So I think we can break the monotony every now and again and have people who really know their stuff and are experts and can bring value. Right. Just like you did today. Hey man, I'm so, glad to do it. Yeah. So I thank you for being here as a fan and as you know as a professional. Yeah. yeah. It's been thank dope. you. So yeah, that's it. 
you know, where can they find you? Should they um, have a business that need to get their, you know, thing together? I, I mean, I'm everywhere. Well, most places on the internet. I'm Hubert Gam. So that's H U B as in boy, E R T, Gamma Alpha Mary. Yeah. Um, grown ass man. Grown ass man. So, um, yeah. So whether usually the places I'm at now are like Twitter and Instagram. I usually have websites, but none of them I'm, I'm not cooking like that these days okay. but we're gonna get back to it yeah so awesome find man. me there and that's the first place to go awesome well that's it this week and we'll catch everybody on the other side yeah peace thank you for listening to super duty tough work subscribe to the podcast on itunes Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. Shoot, I got styles already that's more complex that nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work. <laughs>